0: Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of GORCOM, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives after they put out big news with us today. Happy to have them back because the company is absolutely hitting it out of the park. Steve Saviak is CEO of Valio Pharma, trades in Canada under VPH in the U.S., VPHIF, and in Europe, VP2. Uh, Typically, when you hear about BioPharma, current shareholders know about this. For all of you that are new, need to know the following. You think about big R&D, long FDA clinic trials, cash-burning companies, very high risk. Not valued. They've turned that business model on its head uh, because they're a commercial-stage, revenue-generating, and profitable Canadian pharmaceutical company. The way they do that is they license and acquire the Canadian rights to commercial-stage commercial drugs, and then they commercialize them here in Canada. So it's an in-licensed business model, no development or clinical risk. And they've even got uh, relationships with the likes of Novartis and others. But what's that translating to? Forget about the talk. Let's talk about the walk. 2020 revenues: 7.5 million. Revenues for the first nine months this year: 10.2 million already, up 94 percent. Gross margins are out of the park, uh, up uh, 1,600 percent in Q3 and 204 percent sequentially. And finally. They're forecasting revenue of 160 million dollars by 2025. Steve, welcome back, my friend.
1: George, nice to be back.
0: The big press release today: Valio obtains public reimbursement for its asthma medications in Alberta. To the casual observer, this would seem routine. But how important is this to get public uh, to get public coverage in a, in a province?
1: Yeah, uh, well, uh, you know, these two asthma drugs that we launched in uh, in the beginning of June uh, that we licensed from Novartis. Back in March, are going to be key to a lot of that hundred plus million dollars of revenue that you're uh, you're alluding to. I mean, certainly over a hundred million of it will come from these asthma drugs. These are innovative; they're really a step up in terms of asthma treatment in Canada. But just talking in general about how drugs are paid for in Canada, basically they're paid for by two entities: whether it's private insurance companies. So for your viewers that have a a benefits plan and they go to the pharmacy, they pick up their meds, and they're private insured pay the other part which is roughly about 50% is paid for by the provincial governments for people that are not on their private plans or the or people are retired what have you um, on the private side, so the, the, the Manu Lifes, the Sun Lifes, what have you, uh, we have about 85% of those currently. It'll go to about 100 by the end of the year that actually pay for these two new asthma treatments. Wow. But on the public side, it typically takes longer. The private coverage happens quicker, public takes longer. We're very fortunate that we entered into an agreement with an alliance of the provinces, which we announced about six weeks ago, whereby we agreed on the fact that they would recommend to their partners that. Uh, that they reimburse enterzer and atectura two asthma therapies Alberta was the first province that jumped in and, and this is for those who are in the pharma business I mean there some people are saying that was, that was done very quickly how'd you do that and part of it is because the, the, the drugs were fast tracked and they're fast tracked for a number of reasons number one Asthma is an important uh, therapeutic area. There's almost 4 million Canadians that do suffer from asthma. Number two, uh, these drugs are gonna bring uh, a big savings to uh, the, the provinces. These are very economical drugs. They're not generics, these are innovative, branded, patented yes, drugs. From Novartis. Pricing from Novartis. is very compelling. Um, and as you know, asthma can cause a lot of complications, including hospitalization. So uh, a- absolutely critical from a commercial perspective that you get private uh, and public reimbursement. Alberta being the first province, others are in discussion. We expect probably within the next six, seven months that the rest, all of Canada will be on uh, on reimbursement.
0: And let me ask you, um... Look, you said earlier that you've got 85% private coverage and you're going up to 100. So that would seem like, hey, uh, everything is A-OK and you're going to be successful. But that's not the case, right? How critical is it for a drug uh, in order to be successful to also secure provincial public uh, reimbursement?
1: It's, it's critical for all drugs. I mean, it, it, unless the drug is a uniquely hospital use, but any drug that, that sells retail, such as asthma therapies, uh, to the extent they do not have uh, this public coverage, so to speak, so where the provinces actually pay for the cost of the medication, uh, it's a it's a real anchor on on the, on that drug's uh, sales potential. And that's not it. Been, when we talk about sales potential, we have to remember that yes, you know, value as a company, we want to have revenues, we want our share uh, the, to grow, profits, and uh, have uh, new, new, uh, the uh, share price go appreciate, market cap increase. But for patients and physicians also having public reimbursement is is a critical thing. So it's really a win-win-win. Without it, Patients don't have access to these therapies, or and and that's a, you know that that means that they're not taking what is the best medication out there, and for our shareholders they're not getting that growth. So again, key to have public reimbursement. Uh, you speak to any pharma executive; it's uh, it's something that uh, they devote hours and hours on in terms of ensuring that their drugs are covered at the best possible price, and uh, without which, uh, you know, the best medication will not reach uh, the the audience for which it's intended.
0: Now that you've secured Alberta, is this a domino effect here? I would imagine that uh, the other provinces will follow as well. Uh, but that's just my assumption. If Is that the case? And if so, what kind of timeline do you foresee for the other for the other provinces to 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 fall in line well
1: every province acts uh, on their own timeline um, clearly alberta was the first mover and you know another drug it could be manitoba that'll be a first mover it, it really depends i guess on some of the workload that they have within the provincial ministries but uh, the fact that we've negotiated uh, an agreement with an, entered into an agreement with an association of the provinces called the Pan-Canadian Pharmaceutical Alliance, which of which all the provinces are members of and they're represented on. Once you get into, you enter into an agreement with them. It's it, there is some discussion with the provinces or some paperwork to do, but essentially all the provinces follow suit. So our expectation is in, within the next six to seven months, that all all the, uh, the the provinces, territories, and other agencies, because there are like the defense, um, you know, the Canadian Defense uh, Agency and what have you, that are also part of it, would all follow suit. And uh, again, this is a really, uh, these two drugs are really uh, innovative. They're good uh, asthma inhalants. So this is a taken through uh, inhalation. Uh, As we know, asthma uh, is uh, almost 4 million Canadians suffer from some degree of asthma in terms of moderate to severe, which is the area that we uh, address more. You're well over a million Canadians. And this is where you need to take these therapies daily. It's not when you have some shortness of breath, or tightness in your chest that you'll uh, you'll look for a so-called puffer this is where you wake up in the morning and you take it you're on this basically it's a chronic type of disease which will last for the balance of your your life so very interesting the Vardis did a wonderful job on the clinical trials uh the results are 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 very compelling in terms of the improvement in symptom reduction uh, lung capacity, reduction of what's known as exacerbations or asthma attacks. Uh, for anyone who's an asthma, asthmatic that's out there and has unfortunately had one of those, they'll know it's quite a scary thing where, you know, you really cannot breathe. Um, so it's uh, we're very excited to bring this. And we have a sales team coast to coast over, you know, Fifty sales reps plus a whole management team supporting those two drugs they're not our only drugs but these are these will oh, be yeah. they'll do a lot of the heavy lifting in the are short Are
0: these time. going as well as can be expected right now like how happy are you with the progress both on the private side you're, this beginning to the provincial public reimbursement side could it be going any better because it seems like it's moving lightning fast
1: it's moving, you know, you, what uh, What you realize is launching a drug, no matter what type of drug, uh, takes a huge effort and does take time. Uh, physicians have been schooled in, you know, science and they want to see the data, they want to read about it, they want to test it on some patients uh, through sampling and what have you, that's all going. in. And, and I would say actually as well as if not better than expected. in so overall, I would think, you know, there's always little areas that, that are gonna be a little behind where you'd like to be and others like reimbursement with Alberta is ahead by by approximately six months from where we thought we would get reimbursement. So all of these- uh, June combined, to
0: November, that's unbelievable. We're
1: happy, we're, we're very happy. And again, uh, we think, uh, you know, this year will be a big year for those drugs. Um, uh, and, uh, and complements very well with some of the other drugs. Redesca, as you know, which is our anticoagulant, our blood thinner we launched in April, is quickly becoming our number one selling drug. Uh, it'll probably have that position for this year, and then it'll be overtaken by asthma next year. So, you know, it's nice to have drugs, have a pipeline of, of uh, drugs that are coming out um, and really being an important partner with Canadian physicians and Canadian uh, patients to bring, really the best you know the best of medicine from around the world to canada
0: steve uh gotta ask you a question about the competition uh because it is it's it's an open market and you're not the only game in town you guys were the first to launch this triple combination how much of an advantage can this give you in terms of market penetration over the competition uh and if on top of that you're also the first to secure public reimbursement in many provinces
1: that helps. I mean, there's no question, but, uh, you know, asthma is a big market It's well over a billion dollar, uh, drug market in Canada. And for Canada, that's, those are, our big numbers. Um, clearly there's some big players, uh, GSK and AstraZeneca, uh, being probably the two dominant other, uh, other, uh, asthma, uh, companies, those are big companies names, pro- big names, um, but we're out there with a sales force that's on a par with them. I mean, this is not a small company acting in a small way, trying to compete against a big company. This is a small company, acting like a big company, having that number of reps out there, having a national uh, or uh, regional sales managers across the country, having a six person medical team to answer questions and support doctors, um, having a fellow by the name of Howard Wiseman, who's uh, ex merck uh, many years on the asthma market, very uh, knows a lot of the key physicians. You know, So we have a team that has got a lot of experience in asthma and we're, uh, we're trying to commercialize these products in a way that the big boys uh, to say that sort of in a kind of off color way, but the the Zeneca's and the, and the GSK's would do it. And I think uh, it's going to be an interesting fight. Now our projections, when we say we're going to grow to hundred plus million in revenue there, there's a big assumption there that the other guys are going to be in there and they'll be taking their fair share of this market. But as I mentioned, it's a large market growing. And we think that uh, if we execute hundred plus million for these products is very doable.
0: And, uh, last question then, um, what would be a happy market share? I'm not sure if you can share that or want to share that, but uh, cause you're right, no, Agorcom can't have 100% of its market it just doesn't exist. No one has hundred percent. What would be a successful market share for these specific asthma products?
1: Uh, Okay, there are two two different products, as you know, one is a triple therapy and very innovative. The other is a dual therapy, great clinical results, but much more in line with other dual therapies uh, there. I think on the dual therapy, we're looking around 15% market share. Uh, at the peak and on the the single, the triple therapy, which is the real, I think we believe the real star, uh, going forward, we expect about a 30% market share. So that means that we expect, you know, the other guys to have 70% or, or basically roughly that we're sharing the market, a third, a third, a third. Uh, and I think these numbers, uh, we've discussed them with various parties, obviously our partner of artists, uh, internally ourselves, and we think they're, they're attainable, they're doable. Physician response has been very good so far, a lot of interest in the drugs. Uh, Sampling has been well ahead of what we expected. So the demand for samples by doctors, they wanna try it on on patients, seeing how will the patient react. 40% of asthma sufferers in Canada in surveys have indicated that they are not satisfied with their current treatment, that the current treatment they follow does not control their symptoms. And there's many reasons for that, not just because the drug, they're
0: about 1.6 million Canadians alone, it's
1: a lot of people are so ready to switch. This if is a, a, the a, right a product. big part of our target our the targets of physicians will be saying, if you're not happy on your current treatment, why not try these new treatments or we'll put you on these. We'll see how you perform. Yeah. Um, Especially and, uh, for something
0: like asthma. Yeah for something like asthma. Seems Steve, right. congratulations yeah. on another great milestone. And again, what I love about what you guys are doing, you're not talking the talk, you're walking the walk. You guys are delivering fantastic financial performance. You know, 7.5 million revenue 2020. This year, for just for the first three quarters, you're at 10.2 million already. Uh, fantastic forecast going forward. Uh, I'm going to start calling this the Steve Saviak Show pretty soon because we <laughs> keep having you on. No,
1: well, we love You guys, to guys on. keep
0: delivering... We'll keep having you on. Congratulations again.
1: Uh, thanks. I think uh, this year, uh, the 2021 year, which just ended, our year ends October. We did very well, but watch for 2022. This is a real breakout year for us. This is a, uh, you know, in hockey parlance, this is the year we shoot, we score 50 goals and, uh, and become really dominant. And I think uh, we're all excited about that. And, uh, um, looking forward to being back, uh, soon with more, with more updates and more good news to, uh, to talk to your viewers about. And, uh, George, it's always a pleasure talking to you during, before and after our, uh, our show, uh, and, uh, look forward to doing that for a long time to come.
0: Steve, we love having you. You're a gentleman, you're a consummate professional, but more importantly, for everyone who's watching, you're the CEO leading a fantastic team that's succeeding and kicking butt and it sounds like 2022 is going to be your rocket Richard year. So, uh, you know, we can't wait for that, but I don't think we're done with you yet. I'm pretty sure you're going to be back. So in the meantime, let's celebrate today. Congratulations. Thank you very much. For everybody at home, you've been watching. If you listen by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform to Steve Saviak, he's a CEO of value of pharma trades in Canada, under VPH, VPH for our friends in the U S and VP two for our friends in Europe. For those new to the store, you got to do your due diligence. One, get to the profile on Agoracom because, as Steve said, they don't just have asthma. They've got other great medication that are doing very well in the marketplace. We've got it all neatly laid out for you so you can understand the company at a great 1,000-foot view. And then to do your deep dive due diligence from there, link right over to the Valio website. Hey, if you love biopharma, but more, more importantly, you love small-cap biopharma, that's not just talk of the talk, but delivering fantastic financial performance, and growing. Hopefully, you discover your next amazing small cap company. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time. Hey guys, this video is over, but don't forget to help your company by liking it and even leaving a comment below. And then don't forget to help yourself by subscribing to our channel and never missing another great Agoracom small cap video.